Find your next fall adventure in Fairfax County at the National Museum of United States Army. Take a turn on the tank simulator. Feel your seat rumble in their 300-degree theater. Then step outside to enjoy the fall colors from their outdoor dining area and rooftop Medal of Honor garden. Discover your fall adventure at the National Army Museum. Open seven days a week. Free admission and parking right off I-95. Get free tickets at usarmymuseum.org. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Fat Minute, starting a little later than usual here tonight, but hey, that's okay. And tonight, the real subject, we're just kind of riffing, just taking a moment after doing our uh, whole recap of the 2010s, just take a moment, stop, smell the roses, just just have a, a, a fun conversation, see what we've both been up to. What are you doing? Me? Yeah. What do you mean? I'm just hearing a lot of background noise. What are you doing? I'm walking around my kitchen. Oh. I just opened the fridge and closed it. Okay. Because it kind of sounded like a toilet lid being lifted. I was like, what are you doing? Wait, was it this? No. Oh. I mean, I, I took a sip of my Zero Sugar Canada Dry. Mm. I didn't feel like I didn't feel like being stuck. Plus, everybody else is already asleep anyway, and... Um, I didn't feel like being stuck in the office, so I figured I'd just put my AirPods in and walk around my own living room and kitchen for once. <laughs> okay. Well, so, tonight, yeah. tonight, yeah, well, tonight we're just we're just goofing off, just riffing, just talking about what we've been up to and what we got planned and all that fun stuff. So, how are you living? Um, fine. How about you? Oh, I wish I wasn't. Uh, well. <laughs> That's it. Episode's over. Good night. All right. Good night. Stan's dead. <laughs> um, I finally saw Shun Chi and the Le- uh the Legend Shang-Chi. of the Ten Rings. Shun Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings uh, on Sunday. I thought it was good. I saw it uh, opening weekend. Yeah, I I liked it. I liked it. It was enjoyable. Um, the main actor in it seems like a very nice guy. He was super likable mm-hmm. and. I liked everyone, and I thought everyone did a good job, you know, with whatever they had, what little they had. Um, and, um, yeah, it probably has, like, the most likable primary protagonist other than, like, um, Steve Rogers and T'Challa. Like, mm-hmm. as far as, like, he, he he doesn't seem, like, really scummy or, like, kind of douchebaggy at all. And He's, he's um, just a good boy. He's just, yeah, he's just he's just a good guy, and um, but uh, but other than that, like the movie itself was just like you know your formulaic Marvel mumbo jumbo, you know. Um, there's like the maze in the forest that's ever moving, and I'm like, wasn't this in like one of the Mummy movies? <laughs> <laughs> but whatever, you know. And it was it was a it was a fun enough two hours. Yeah, I, I like I feel like it's it's probably the Marvel movie that departs from the source material the most, but like to its benefit. Um, right. Because I mean, like it, it changed completely what the Ten Rings are and how they function, which I think definitely works because it's less Lord of the Rings this way and it's less convoluted too. Um, because in the comics, yeah. e- each rain has like a specific power and it's worn on a specific finger and it's just like, nah, this, this is easier. 
Yeah, I mean, and also, like, it's just when you have all the rings combined, it, it basically just gives you big dick energy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, you know, like, um, but... Uh, and it was cool that it, it, it redeemed the plot twist from Iron Man 3, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not, like, rushing to rewatch Iron Man 3 anytime soon, but, I mean, like, I did not mind Ben Kingsley this time. I, I mean, it has probably... And I know that I, I kind of get burned out on Marvel Studios quips and jokes and gags, but um, – and Trevor and I have quoted it back and forth. I love the whole – he's like, I was inspired to become an actor when I saw Planet of the Apes, and I was like, how did they train those monkeys to ride those horses? <laughs> and then I realized they weren't monkeys riding horses. Those monkeys were just acting like they were riding horses. <laughs> and he's like – and so I knew if those monkeys can act, so can I. <laughs> he, he, he's a little wrong, but he's got the spirit. Yeah, it's like that one Facebook tag group. <laughs> you're right, but you're wrong about why you're right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I was, I was glad it redeemed the infamous Iron Man three twist. Um. Which I, I still I still say, other than that twist, Iron Man three is still a, a, a very solid movie in my opinion. It's just it's just for me I I just I get so stuck on the confusion of because basically the people who excused it was, well it's the Mandarin he's not that great of a villain anyway what could you do with him and my thing was always like you could have done that. I was, I was completely okay with the Mandarin being Osama bin Laden, but yeah, like comic yeah. booky like it seemed like I don't know. It's it's like if randomly like in the last act of the Dark Knight you find out the Heath Ledger Joker was just some stoner in his mom's basement hitting bong rips or whatever. And I mean, like, I, don't I mean, know. that probably that probably wouldn't have been too far from what he actually was. Um, no, those guys in real life just think they're the Joker. There's a difference. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's true. Um, but yeah, yeah the, no. the, the, uh, the, the the Mandarin twist in Iron Man three is like the the one like disgusting smear on an otherwise like good movie um and uh but yeah i i think i give it like it's probably a solid b you know yeah. as, as, lo as long as you're not looking for anything like amazing or like you know revolutionary it's a solid b yeah when i when i saw it in the theaters and it was the scene when he and his dad are fighting over the rings and everything and they have that moment where he's like redirecting his dad's like attack or whatever and they're like moving in a circle and the camera cuts back and forth between them and it like mirrors a similar scene when his parents first met up so it's like oh now they're gonna fall in love <laughs> and also uh i i was like are, is wong gonna be like the new stan lee cameo now or like what? yeah that was that was that was interesting i i, I thought it was also kind of cool how uh, it told us where the abomination's been this entire time for some reason <laughs> But they will never answer whatever happened to Tim Blake Nelson as the leader. <laughs> Fuck him. Oh, okay. I mean, do we really need Jimmy Neutron as a villain? I mean, okay, but like, you didn't have to introduce him at all then. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I think at this point enough people have forgotten about that movie. They don't really need to address it. Yeah, that's true. What else have you been up to? Uh, I saw Venom too this last weekend. I hear um, 
I hear it. Uh, it's uh, it has quite a little surprise later on in the movie. Yeah, I mean the movie itself, I'd, I'd say it's a step or two above the first movie. Um, the scenes with Carnage are definitely the best parts of the movie, and I mean mm-hmm. Woody Harrelson did a really good job as Cletus Cassidy and Carnage. Um, yeah. The scenes, like the, especially like the probably the first half of the movie before they actually fight Carnage, um, where it's mm-hmm. mostly just Eddie and Venom. It, it it's kind of like a weird like quirky buddy comedy in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, 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 some parts it works and other parts it doesn't. Um, my, my only real gripe is with this movie, they really should have just gone for the R rating instead of PG 13. Um, right. When, when you got like a, a parasitic space alien running around legit eating people's heads off, like you should just go for the R rating. <laughs> latching on to a infamous serial killer who's on death row. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I, I would think that movie would be rated R, but yeah. um, they probably got a finger wag and a no, no to go for the R rating because of the little treat that's added later on in the movie, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I that's everybody's like go to theory. I don't necessarily think that I, I think, I don't know. I think maybe Sony, just did that just to do it, but yeah, yeah. The mid-credit scene, yeah. uh, they they did the thing that we said that they would never do, which is they put Tom Hardy's Venom in the MCU. Yep, yep. So I mean, spoiler alert, everybody. But I mean, if you haven't seen it by this point, it's Tuesday. It was probably spoiled for you on Twitter if you even bothered listening to this podcast. So yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I. Yeah, can consider me Nancy Pelosi and Barack Obama in 2016. <laughs> like, Same. I was like, I was like, oh, they they did that. Yep, we're we're finally gonna get to see the two Toms together. The two Toms. So they're they're gonna have to figure out. They're gonna have to come up with some some plot to why this you know grown ass man is beefing with this teenager. Well, I mean the way they presented it in the um movie because i mean the whole movie venom is trying to be like the lethal protector as he calls right. it um, right and at the end of the movie like during the mid-credits scene they get transported into the mcu um mm-hmm. right as you know the the clip from the end of uh uh far from home when jay jonah jameson saying you know like he's given the news report that spider-man killed mysterio and spider-man is peter parker and then, like, he's watching that on the TV, and Venom's just like, this guy. And I'm like, okay, so they're probably going to have, like, he's seen Spider-Man as this giant, super-powered, like, bully murderer, and that's why he's going after him. Mm-hmm. Which, mm-hmm. I mean, that's not that far from, from the comics why Venom hates Spider-Man, so. Yeah, which, and honestly, though, like, they'll probably beef at first, but then eventually, since it's Tom Hardy and, like, they're going for like a protect, like a, I guess an anti-hero, or whatever. Tom Hardy will probably just eventually team up with Tom Holland anyway. Like they probably which, won't be at each other's throat forever. Which so. is also pretty comic accurate. So. Well, yeah, because like yeah, I mean, like you know, in some stories, like Venom kind of teams up with Spider-Man, right? You know. Yeah. So. Us- and usually pretty reluctantly, but yeah. Yeah. So I feel like that could be some funny quips between mm-hmm. the two um but yeah so i i i think probably what's going to happen with no way home is i think they're they're i think they're setting up the sinister six most likely and 
Venom is either going to be part of the Sinister Six or he's also or he's just going to be there just as like another part of this whole mess and he's going to be trying to bring justice to Peter Parker and then he's going to realize oh wait I'm wrong this is actually the good guy and then the Venom symbiote's yeah. going to go to Peter and we're <laughs> going to get, we're going to get the black suit I think yeah so that way like the Tom Holland Spider-Man would actually stand a chance against the Sinister Six because yeah <laughs> I'm sure they would whoop his ass <laughs> well then again if he if if Toby and Andrew are also in the movie. We're gonna have three Spider-Man against the Sinister Six. So, Jesus God, I, I mean, I <laughs> there's there's so many I, ways this movie can go. Like, I I, I can't I can't wait for uh, Medea and R two D two to show up. <laughs> Heller, <laughs> it's like I just want uh, No Way Home to live up to my expectations, and there's this giant like poster of like Godzilla. Um, yeah. Seth MacFarlane's Ted. Um, yeah. <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> a more bloated roster than fucking Super Smash Brothers. Yeah. Speaking of Super Smash Brothers, go ahead and bring that up. Yeah, they, they announced, because that was kind of like big news on social media today, they announced the last DLC character for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. And it's one that people have been asking for for a long time, which is uh, Sora from Kingdom Hearts, which... I mean, that's neat. I'm a huge Kingdom Hearts fan. Um, I'm, I'm not a Super Smash Brothers fan, though. I don't even own a Switch, so, I mean, I'm just kind of like, neat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I mean, that's definitely cool. And then because of that, like, I, I think I saw, I, I guess I didn't make a connection between these two news stories, because um, you and Trevor were going back and forth about Sora being in Super Smash Brothers in the chat earlier, and I guess I just missed those messages, but... Um, because of that, like, the Kingdom Hearts games are going to be on the Switch eventually, right? Yeah, I think they already are. Or at least they've already been oh. announced. I could be wrong. Yeah, though. yeah, I, I think that's the article I saw today is, like, the, they're eventually, like, 1.5 and 2.5, and, like, they're eventually going to be on the Switch, which is cool. That's cool. Um, yeah, they recently released the whole series on PC, which is cool, and it's also fun because people on... Who, who are playing the games on PC have already started modding them, and then it's it's made some pretty fantastic results. I I only played the first Kingdom Hearts game, which I loved, which I loved. I loved the nostalgia of it. Um, and I played... I definitely got done all of Roxas in 2, um, and then I got to play a little bit of Sora. And it, it it's definitely... I mean... I can't really judge it or critique it because I didn't get to finish the series and I didn't get to play any of the spinoffs. I got to play that Game Boy Advance card battle game, which I did not enjoy. Cause that is I such an that, underrated game. That For me, that that format, that platform is just... It, 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 I, um, it's not my thing. But it just seems like the, those games really got more and more convoluted or at least from an outsider point of view because i just remember the first game being like well you know just travel to different disney worlds and there's you know final fantasy characters sprinkled within but then it really started to lean more and more into its own mythology its own its own you know crafted plots and characters and storylines that it created itself but um I mean, yeah. I mean, you could probably write like entire books on that lore. 
Oh, absolutely. Like it definitely, as the series goes on, leans more and more into its own mythology and characters. Um, but whenever I hear the, the common, you know, complaints of it's too convoluted, it doesn't make sense. I'm like, I've noticed that people who say that are people who only played like a couple of the games, like yeah. here and there, they didn't play the whole series. It's, it's not a convoluted lore. It's a complex lore. And yeah, I mean, I, if you only play like a couple games, like here and there out of context, yeah. and out of order, yeah. like you're, you're not going to get the whole story in the whole context. So of course you're going to be lost. And I think you could say that with just about any franchise. Um, yeah, it can it can only make so much sense if all you're looking at are just short clips and stills. Right. You know, you so, can't really. You know. Like I, I mean, yeah, you could, but yeah, you definitely could write like books on the lore of of the Kingdom Hearts franchise. Um, I mean, people say it's convoluted. I mean, I'm just like, hey, it makes sense to me. I'm I've been able to follow it along all the follow along all these years. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, speaking of the Switch, like, Trevor was telling me the Switch might have, like, a huge price drop just in time for the holidays because they're going to come out with a new edition of it or something, which mm-hmm. that that might be interesting for me. I don't know. Um, sometimes I just feel like I need just something to play late at night when I'm not ready to go to bed just yet. Plus, he was reminding me that, like, the two – Hotline Miami games are on like a physical collection for the Switch, which I played that like a little bit here and there at Trevor's house years ago. And I've had the biggest urge to replay those just so I can just pretend that I'm Ryan Gosling and drive (laughs) and be literally me. I knew you were going to do it. I know. I was, I was thinking about um, the 2000s episodes we did. And uh, I think one thing I didn't get to bring up, was in 2011 when we were talking about Drive the Movie, and, like, the director of that movie became so annoyed with it because he just, for lack of a better way of wording it, he is kind of, like, a hipsterish dude, Mm -hmm. and he just eventually became so annoyed that that was his most, like, popular and beloved movie, and, like, every time he's interviewed people, just want to cut straight to asking questions about that or mentioning how much they loved it. And I remember years ago, Michael and I were talking about that and he's like, yeah, but when you watch interviews with him at the time when that movie came out and beforehand, you know, he's describing when he had found the story for it. And, you know, he had always wanted to make a movie about a driver that, you know, always felt like an outsider, never felt like he belonged anywhere. And he would think about it and he would start to cry, you know, and, And it's like, it's kind of sad how, like, he was so excited to make something, he finally made it, and then it became so loved by almost everybody else, he became tired of it. (laughs) Like, that's kind of, that's almost tragic in a way. Yeah. I imagine that's that's how a lot of bands feel about some of their songs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, just like how... There was a there was a stretch of several years where Brendan Urie got fucking fed up with uh, singing "I Write Sins, Not Tragedies," mm-hmm. and um, I'm sure Fall Out Boy got tired of "Sugar We're Going Down." <laughs> uh, there's actually a great clip of um, Frank Sinatra like that. Frank Sinatra he, he was a dickhead, yeah. and um, <laughs> and he was he was doing a show or whatever, and they were yelling for him to sing this one song, one of his more popular songs, and he goes, "Oh Christ, I hate that song," and 
they start booing and he goes, Oh, you'd fucking hate it too if you had to sing it every day. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean no, you nailed it though. Apparently Slash isn't a fan of a sweet shot of mine. I mean that's the thing though. I remember being in your car and you playing like different Guns N' Roses songs and songs that are never played on the radio because let's be honest, the radio just does Sweet Child of Mine, Paradise City, and what else? But you were playing like the songs that like they don't even bother playing on the radio. Mm-hmm. And I'm hearing them and I'm like, it's a shame they don't bother to play any of these because yeah, I'm, I'm kind of tired of Welcome to the Jungle. <laughs> <laughs> like November Rain is pretty good or Patience, like... Those are good. Yeah. But yeah. No, I'd, instead, I'd, you know, I'd, you... I'd say I'd say about half I'd say most of the Use Your Illusion albums are better than Sweet Child of Mine, even though Sweet Child of Mine is a good song. It's it's a good song, but you know, after so many years Yeah. After so many years turn on Rocky one oh six, where do we go? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Did you ever see um? Did you ever see uh, Rock of Ages? No. No, it's Trevor's friend Nick summed it up best, which was it's basically Go 106 with a plot. <laughs> I, I remember hearing that. Which for yeah. those who aren't familiar, Go 106 is the local like classic rock station around here. Um, yeah. And the only thing they play is like literally like fucking Led Zeppelin and ACDC. Yeah, it's it's like the same like twenty songs. <laughs> yeah. yeah twenty might be generous. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not a good time. I don't recommend it. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, they thought we'd have their we, they they thought we'd have their back, fellow radio boys. Uh uh-uh, uh, fuck them. <laughs> Play, play, play different songs. I, I fucking I don't like ACDC or Led Zeppelin. Um, what else has been on your mind lately? Um, not much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, man. Well, what do you have planned for the rest of this week, though? work <laughs> donnie is there a reason why we did this episode <laughs> well, what are you doing oh, oh, i'm just looking at my breast cancer awareness superman funko pop <laughs> oh yeah he's all pink and shit yeah yeah sean gave it to me for my birthday and he's all pink um, like the day he was born yeah yeah ew um <laughs> did you get to try out the razor i got you yet no, not yet. Okay. Hmm. So, is there anything on TV lately that's been decent? Well, Trevor has been really recommending that Midnight Mass show on Netflix. Um, yeah, I've been and, seeing people post about that. And it's like the new, like, horror, Halloween-y, um, I mean, it's not literally about Halloween, but, you know, they released it in October for a reason. But mm-hmm. anyway, it's the new series by Mike Flanagan, who did The Haunting of Hill House and Dr. Sleep, mm-hmm. which in this household, we stand Mike Flanagan. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, it looks really good. The guy who plays the priest in it 
is an awesome actor. He's just one of those guys where whenever he pops up, you're like, oh, that guy. And um, yeah, no, it it looks good. I'm looking forward to starting it. Um, speaking of TV, I need to get on your list for the best episodes of your favorite shows. Yes, you do. Um, I got. I think. Yeah. I think I got two more from your list to watch still. Okay, what two is that? Um, Frasier and um, see so here. I've watched New Girl, Watchmen, and Community. I what was the other one you gave me? Um, Psych, the vampire okay. episode. Yeah, I need to watch Psych and Frasier. Yeah, yeah, Psych and Frasier. Um, you'll hear the blues of Colin. Okay. Toss salad and scrambled eggs. All right. That's the theme song of Frasier. Neat. <laughs> Jesus. Oh God. What 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 other episodes are you looking forward to in the future, though? Uh, well, we got TV Part One coming up next time, which will be uh, we're gonna go through your list, and then TV Part Two, we're gonna go through my list. We each made a list mm-hmm. of our top five favorite TV shows and picked one episode from each of them that we would choose to show to somebody not really familiar with those shows. We're just going to talk mm-hmm. about it. It's going to be a fun time. And then we got X-Men. We're going to rank all the X-Men movies. Um, I feel like at some point we also like put a put another Cards Against Humanity episode in there somewhere. That'll be that'll be yeah, fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm down for that one. So we, we got some fun episodes coming up. Then, I was um oh no go ahead I was just gonna say next weekend is how next week is a uh, Halloween kills oh yeah <laughs> I thought you were about to say next weekend is Halloween I'm like wait what <laughs> <laughs> I know I know September flew by but there's no way October <laughs> flew by that fast <laughs> um Halloween kills and then this upcoming weekend is no time to die well, I don't James care Bond. about that well well. I'd, the last yeah. James Bond movie you saw was Spectre, so I can't blame you. Well, you know, but... you, you know how we were just talking about how like uh, the director of Drive got so sick of his movie, and like bands got so sick of certain songs from having to play them all the time. I got, I officially got so fucking sick of Daniel Craig's No Time to Die after seeing no less than fifty fucking previews for it, waiting for Venom Two to start. <laughs> Uh, at that point, I feel. See, at that point, I feel like I've I I saw the movie. <laughs> who'd you see Venom two with anyway? Um, uh, my friend Sydney, who has guested on this show before, and her uh, boyfriend Nick. We uh we gotta have Sydney back on sometime. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have her on for Cards Against Humanity. <laughs> we'll have her on for a Venom rank. <laughs> rank the two Venom movies and then it's five hours long <laughs> fuck that <laughs> yeah but yeah we'll be ranking the X-Men movies with Michael um, anyone listening in Michael is very opinionated when it comes to the X-Men canon so yeah, he, is. He, will, he will have a lot to say about that and I will look forward to that um I believe he and I are mostly on the same page. I think you are too, really. Like, I think we kind of, we all kind of agree that Days of Future Past, like, while it was, 
while it was definitely good like at the time, but like over the years looking back, like it, it could have been better. Yeah, I I didn't. I I was so disappointed just walking out of that movie. I was definitely I was definitely underwhelmed with the road cut. Like, yeah, oh my god, you waited a whole fucking year for that Blu-ray, and you bought it, and it ended up being fucking worse. <laughs> I was I was mad for you, but I couldn't really show it because I was too busy laughing. <laughs> At least the Snyder Cut was worth the wait. I mean, I guess I guess if I had to choose between the two. <laughs> yeah, what a tough yeah. choice. Yeah, I mean, really, in the road cut, all you do is you. You just you get to see Beast squeeze her butt. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> we. Oh. How's Professor X back? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Why does Wolverine have metal claws again? <laughs> yes. <laughs> why? Why? Why is uh, Kitty Pryce suddenly have a new power? Oh, fuck it. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. All those questions within, like, the first 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah! 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 And then someone tried to defend it with, well, this is just simply an alternate an alternate future where Professor X did live. And I'm like... No, it's not! <laughs> no, it's not! Because then when he looks inside Wolverine's mind, he relives the last man. So it's yeah! Like, what? <laughs> God, I I don't know if you've ever seen this whole trilogy, Donnie, but like the time travel logic became just as lazy as Austin Powers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I still haven't seen Apocalypse and Dark Phoenix, so it'll be or New Mutants, so it'll be fun watching those for the first time for this ranking episode. Apocalypse is definitely like a fun a fun, like, it has more action than the other two movies, like First Class and Days of Future Past. That was another thing. Days of Future Past didn't have enough action in it. And it's like, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to sound like a dumb teenager when I say that, but, like, it's a, you were able to, like, combine both X-Men cast together, and it just needed more action in it. But anyway, mm. Apocalypse is, is a fun time. Like, people... It's definitely the most underrated X-Men movie. Like, people give it way too much shit. And I feel like in the past, a lot of the people who do give it shit are never able to articulate why they don't like it. Like, they're just dunking on it for the sake of roasting it. Congratulations. Um, you now know how I feel with The Amazing Spider-Man 2. And, uh, but yeah, no, no. I mean, uh, Apoc Apocalypse is a fun time. And I can't speak for Dark Phoenix, but I hear, like... <laughs> They bring back the same screenwriter who messed up the Dark Phoenix saga before. Imagine, imagine, imagine being able, being given the opportunity to call take back season, uh, get, be given a do over, and still fucking it up. Yeah, he was given a mulligan, and it was still. And then one of their defenses was, "Well, it was supposed to be a two parter, but then it turned out to be too similar to Captain Marvel." And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> <sighs> I don't know. He was he was given a mulligan and then he aimed straight for the lake. From from my from my understanding, like the villain in Dark Phoenix, of not the actual Dark Phoenix, but the other villain, they always have to have another villain that's not Jean Grey. But mm -hmm. anyway, 
is like kind of sort of made up or they're at least like a remix of a character and from the comics but like why why didn't you just do mr sinister i don't understand why the x-men movies haven't done mr sinister yet because mr sinister's fucking dumb he's even got he's even got a dumb fucking name mr sinister <laughs> okay hold on hold that's on that's a that's a, a scooby doo villain hold on you cannot stand you cannot stand Doctor Doom, but then dunk on Mister Sinister. I act. I absolutely can because Doctor Doom has a PhD. He earned that shit, and Doom is an actual last name in the real world. So there you go, Mister Sinister. Though, fuck off. It's a fucking comic book. <laughs> okay, and he's still a dumb fucking character. Honestly, I don't even know what Mr. Sinister's powers are, so I can't even defend them. There you go. <laughs> it's just like it's just like what you say people do with Cable, which yeah. I, I was just always under the impression Cable was a technopath. I don't know what he is. Uh, nobody knows what he is. <sighs> but I, I've, I've always wished that uh, the X-Men movies would, one do Omega Red or and or Onslaught. Mm -hmm. I always thought those were really cool X-Men villains. I mean, Omega Red just uh, looks cool. I, I, I still personally think they should do um, the Hellfire Club from the animated series where they just look like the founding <laughs> yeah. fathers for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> just, what if Thomas Jefferson was an android, which that sounds terrifying in and of itself. <laughs> Why are we listening to Mr. Bad Hair Day? Also, really, really, day. really, you're going to look at that and that's the best insult you can come up with? Yeah, which, that's another thing. The X-Men movies finally get to include Bishop, and he doesn't even have any lines, or he barely says a word. Yep, and he doesn't really even do anything. But he looked cool. Yeah. I thought the Sentinels looked cool in uh, Days of Future Past. They definitely did. They definitely did. Um, they also like, look a lot more terrifying than they do in the comic books. <laughs> Where they just look like a, um, a, a giant mega block man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wonder if Sentinels will be in No Way Home. I don't know. Probably not. No. I wonder if my dad will be in No Way Home. <laughs> probably, just because he'll probably get lost on his way to Roy's. He'll take a wrong turn somewhere. <laughs> oh, shit. Even though he's been going there every day for the past 50 years. <sighs> what all have you been playing lately? Uh, mostly just Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 on the on the PS4. I'm two trophies yeah. away from platinuming the game, so that's cool. <laughs> I've been I've been playing Tony Hawk's going to the store. You want anything? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, can I get a can of purple? <laughs> you want a can? That's another episode we should do. The, the, the underrated comedies that we love so much. Yeah, Sex Drive. You want a can of purple? Huh, how about that? It 
It actually says purple. Oh, that, that day when, when we Wonder Twin Powers activated in the fucking college center. Just what a can of purple. Don't worry about it, man. She ain't worth it. She's just gonna shit all over you. <laughs> oh, man, it smells like Halloween. That was honestly the most perfect thing ever because I was like, oh, my God. I've been driving around LaVale sometimes, and and there are times, like, there are times where in October there's just this overwhelming smell of piss. Hey. No, not not LaVale, but just, no, say, no, 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 um, Crescent Town. I meant Crescent Town. Yeah, I was going to say, don't be talking shit about LaVale. We clean up around here. Yeah, okay, cool. Crescent Town. Yeah. <laughs> there's sometimes this overwhelming smell of piss. <laughs> it's the apple cider. <laughs> okay. <laughs> gonna go bobbing for apples. Oh, man. Mm. <laughs> it, it smelled oh. like Halloween, and we all knew exactly what he meant. Uh, yeah, exactly. But um, oh shit, I forgot. Dave Chappelle's um new and final Netflix special is is on t- today, like oh, starting is today. Is it? Yeah, the cl- the closer. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I shoot. I might even watch that as soon as we're done here. Well, shit. I uh, I'll just uh never forget what Dave Chappelle said about Candace Owens. <laughs> he <laughs> he ripped into her, and it was great. Oh, it was beautiful. He was like, "She's the worst. She is, she is the most articulate idiot, the most articulate idiot I've ever heard in my life." <laughs> yeah, she can tell you. She could tell you how stupid she is precisely. <laughs> and it was it was just perfect. And then she was like, you're a legend, Dave Chappelle, and I respect you, but I dare you to say all that to my face. Like, okay, yeah, confront him in person. He he won't shy down from that. Like, no, he won't. <laughs> no, like, he, he's not afraid to tell you, Stinky. <laughs> <laughs> You want to talk about the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It's impossible for uh, anyone to have been racist towards Meghan Markle. She's only 13% African-American or whatever the hell. She's percentages. And it's like racist people don't carry around calculators and be like, hold on. I got to I gotta, you know, type in what percentage they are before I can talk shit about them. Right. What, what, what world are you living in? Barack Obama's only 50% black but I saw 100% nooses at the at those rallies. Whew. So. Mm. Mm. What else are you getting into? Other than uh, hopefully booting up this uh, final Dave Chappelle Netflix special, um, I've just been playing Crackdown on. Um, xbox 360 um so yeah no i only play the same few games over you know 15 years <laughs> the last time well, go ahead go ahead i was gonna say you need to come over so you can finally uh fulfill your destiny and beat croc on the ps1 yeah, that's true for anyone listening i, I we'll do we'll do a quick story time you okay. know it's it's 10 to 11 we're good we're fine yeah. but um in the third grade, my mom had a very, you know, black and white, plain as paper um, deal with me. 
where every week I had a spelling bee. I, I had a spelling test. I had a spelling test, you know, in elementary school. And if I aced it, I, she would take me to Blockbuster or Potomac Video, and I got to rent a video game for the weekend. So finally, um, good old after, Potomac Video when you want a Blockbuster, but with a weird smell. So after you know three or four weeks in a row of striking out with like a C on my spelling bees, <laughs> just because I don't know. This was when I was starting to have test anxiety, and um, this is when you were starting oh to have te- testy anxiety. Test anxiety. <laughs> but anyway, you knew what I said. But also, I just I don't know. I I think like during third grade was a weird year for me because I switched schools and then. I wasn't happy at either school, and I I was just not paying attention anyway. But, but I got a C on a spelling test. I was like, you know what? Um, I'm just gonna lie. (laughs) (laughs) I here's the thing. I was a kid, and I was like, um, it's either I tell the truth and don't get to play, uh, don't get to rent a video game this weekend. First of all, I don't want anybody to think, like, I went home and my mom beat me or I didn't get to do anything. I just wasn't going to rent a video game that weekend. But I was like, well, it's either I get to rent a video game or I don't. Um, Yeah, I'm just going to lie. So I told mom, and I was like, okay, all right, can we, can we go before dinner time? She goes, so I, I hurried her. I rushed her. Jesus. I was like, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's in my book bag, Mom. It's, it's all the way at the bottom of my book bag. I'm not, I'm not pulling it out right now. I don't, it's in the back seat. Let's just go. Let's go. Come on, come on, come on. So she took me, and I picked out Croc. And it was a lot of fun. I mean, like, it wasn't the best video game I've ever played, but, like, I had fun with I, it. And I, I was like, back on it, I think it's a very underrated gem. It's it and like it, you definitely know where you are in it. Like it yeah. shows like the the island and how you progress and stuff. Because a lot of other games, it's like I I have no idea if I'm halfway through the game or like three fourths through the game. Right. But I was at the top of the island, the the mountain island or whatever, and I had to face like I I could be completely misremembering the shit, but it was at the top of the island and I had to face the ladybug with boxing gloves. Yep. Like, yep. I, Yep, that's so, the yeah. la- that's the last boss of the first island. Well, there you go. Well, at the end of the uh, right in the middle of the boss fight, my mom <laughs> on Sunday on Sunday evening when she would have taken the game back on Monday, and it wasn't even that late. Sunday evening, she finally said, "Oh Blake, by the way, you did let you never let me see your spelling test." <laughs> I want to put I want to put it on the fridge, and I was like, "Hey, Ma, you don't need to put another one on the fridge. There's plenty of stuff on the fridge. There's Grandma, there's Dana, there's Pop. You don't need my test on there." So here's the thing. This was like one of the few times my mom believed a lie for this long because she's able to read my mind. I cannot lie to my mom. I can't get away with it. She can read right through me. So. I try to be an honest person, but that's also because when I grew up, I didn't have any other choice. Like, I got caught <laughs> <in> my bullshit. <laughs> I couldn't really, I couldn't really fib all that much. And um, so, yeah, no, no, my mom has a superpower where I can't lie worth shit. And she goes, oh, my God, <laughs> you, did, 
you lied to me. You lied to me. And she's like <laughs> looking for it. She pulls my book bag out. She rummages through it and she sees it. She goes, you lied to me. You lied to me. And I go, oh, mom, please let me just finish the boxing glove uh, ladybug. And she turned my PlayStation 1 off. And I, and, and I didn't expect her to understand, oh, five more minutes and, it, and it's all going to be moot anyway. But she turned it off. And I was like, son of a bitch. So I have told Donnie the story several times over the years. And Donnie is very much supportive of my quest to eventually sit down and finally play Croc. And, and Croc 2. And Croc 2. So, <laughs> I'll, I'll order us a pizza. We'll have a good time. A good, good, good evening. No, because then, because then history is going to repeat itself in a very awkward way. Where <laughs> you know, this time, this time, my wife is going to be like, "Oh, did you finalize your taxes and four hundred one k for the year?" <laughs> no, it's like, oh yeah. I... <laughs> no, it's still going to be your mom. She's going to come over and fucking rip my PlayStation out of the wall because I bought a motorcycle. God. She, she's going to rip yeah. my PlayStation out of the wall because I told her I wasn't going to ride it anymore, and then I did. Now, Donnie, don't you ride that thing. Oh, she's she's still mad at me over that. Yeah, I mean, in in some, in some ways, she you know, she's a very progressive lady, but then in other ways, it's like, no, you know, she, she doesn't think uh, she doesn't think people should ride motorcycles. No, she does not. So. But at least, at least uh, something else happened where she got to forget about me owning a skateboard. Yeah, so you're welcome. Yeah, yeah. It was literally, it was literally that incident of where like you, you you failed a test at school, but then your little brother like called the teacher a bitch. So you're you're <laughs> so so your crime was like completely like swept under the rug. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, well, any other uh, any other final thoughts for the evening before we uh, wrap it up? Uh, no, not really. Uh, just you know, I got uh, mentioned it last episode, but I got a couple shows coming up August twenty second, seven p.m. at the Indian Main Theater in uh, Kaiser, West Virginia. I'll be hosting that one, which will be fun, and then uh, November awesome. November twelfth at the uh, I'll be performing at the Embassy Theater in downtown Cumberland. Uh, so. You're in the area. Come check them out. And anyone listening in, um, just you know, follow at Don John Last because he will, you know, uh, I'm assuming he will be posting this information on Twitter and his uh, Facebook page. So follow that. So you know, you well, have. I it sure imprint. hope so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm ready if you are. All right. Well. Be sure to follow us at Fat Minute Radio on all the social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Be sure to follow Blake at Pukasasi, and as he said, be sure to follow me at Don John Laughs. So, on that note, for BBJ, thank you, fuck you, good night. If you love to travel, you love cool experiences, I think you're going to love Viator. If you haven't heard, Viator is the world's leading travel experience marketplace. They've got everything from simple tours to extreme adventures, all the cool and interesting stuff in between as well. Well, this year, my wife and kids are making one of my bucket list trips come true. We're going to Sun Valley. 
So we're going to fly to Sun Valley, and I tell you, the thought of bringing skis, poles, boots, snowboards, everything overwhelming. But that's where Viator came in. They made this incredibly easy. I just opened the Viator app, searched Sun Valley, and boom, Viator arranges a first-class experience, custom ski, snowboard, and boot fittings, and tickets delivered right to the condo. It's pretty amazing. Experiences are what we love most about travel. They create these long-lasting moments and make memories that will last a lifetime. Just download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking. One app, over 300,000 experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.